Hello and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. We've all heard about Agile, but what exactly is it? On Agile at Lundbeck, we ask various stakeholders to give their take on your questions about Agile, so you understand it, form and inform your own opinions, and maybe even implement it when it makes sense. I'm Mette Michael, And I'm Christine Jensen, and we're your hosts on Agile at Lundbeck. Hi, and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. My name is Rikke Kornby, and I'm one of the Agile coaches here at Lundbeck. I've worked together with Anisha. She was a scrum master on one of the projects that we have run in medical affairs. And welcome to you, Anisha. Thank you so much. Maybe we could start with just you telling us a little bit about yourself. I've been part of Lundbeck's Agile journey for almost a year now. I've taken up the role of a scrum master, and I have... Three projects in the bag, so far so good. Ooh, and uh, not too long ago, I also became a certified professional Scrum Master. So I'm also very happy about that. I've been with Lundbeck a little over five years now, and I work in the Global Patient Safety Organization. And then there is another interesting thing about you, Anisha, because I know you are working both from India and here in Denmark. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about that. How is that like? Yeah, so I spent half my time in Denmark and then half my time in India, in my hometown in Bangalore. So I do a two-month rotation in each location. I think the idea even came to me when we started, you know, post-corona, working from home. And this new way of working on teams with our videos and everything came together into me requesting the line managers what is possible and what they can do. So I'm really thankful for the support from my department. So can you maybe just elaborate a little bit about what is actually a Scrum Master? So for all the newbies listening, Scrum is one of the frameworks you can use to be agile. And in a Scrum framework or Scrum team, there are different roles like product owner and Scrum Master. While the product owner is responsible for the content, the project's outcome, basically the what of the project, the Scrum Master focus on the how, how the team works. And they do that by playing the role of a coach or a guide in ensuring that the team always stays aligned to the Scrum framework and agile ways of working. So of all you just described, is there anything here that is particularly close to you, something that gives you a lot of energy? That's a good question. I think, yeah, just not not using the solution mindset because that is so easy for me, like with my subject matter expert background to jump into wanting to find solutions with the team. But just unlearning that and taking a step back, entering a project with a coaching mindset to help the team to discover the answers. I guess that is exciting and also has been a biggest learning. It's really good to get your thoughts on this, Anisha. But based on your experience here in Lundbeck, could you maybe just tell us a little bit about what do you see as the real difference between a Scrum Master and a project manager? So oftentimes uh, when we're in a transition phase or are new to agile ways of working like Lundbeck is right now, it is common for the lines between the two roles of project manager and scrum master to get blurred. And there is a tendency to use these two terms interchangeably, which is incorrect because these are two distinct roles considering the different responsibilities and goals associated with the two roles. Now the project manager also manages multiple aspects of the projects like timelines or scopes or risk, budget, 
And so many of the aspects that are handled by a project manager in traditional project management become shared responsibilities owned by everyone in Scrum. When you transition from a traditional approach to agile, the responsibilities of a project manager are distributed among members of the Scrum team. So what I'm trying to say is that there is no equivalent of a project manager in a Scrum team or a similar role. Yes, that's the big difference here or a key takeaway. I can truly relate to that, uh, that there can be some uh, misunderstanding in when to do what or who to be. So do you perhaps mm, have any, in your experience, something that you can tell us? Where is it that you use the competencies that you have learned, seen from a project manager's perspective or a scrum master perspective? Yeah, so I guess in this context, it's important to think about the competencies associated with the two roles rather than the expectations from a job responsibility point of view. Regarding when you should use one hat over the other, the answer here is that it's never an either or and it's not black and white. It's the competencies that truly matter, not the titles. So when one is trained in being a project manager or a scrum master, each of those roles comes with its own toolbox and you pick out the best tools and apply them as you see fit. So no matter the role, what is important is the approach you take, which should be to assess what is most needed right now, where I can help and add most value. So you pick and choose and use those competencies where they fit best. And I also just want to share an example here. Working with an agile mindset and the Scrum framework really highlights the importance of prioritization, choosing to do those bits of work which really add the highest value. It sounds like an obvious one, but the tools to enable this prioritization like relative estimation or priority planning are all tools that you pick up from being a Scrum master. But you can definitely reap the benefits of this by applying it in traditional projects as well. So I guess it's It's about picking and choosing from your toolbox. So you just touched upon two words, priority planning and relative estimation. I know that you are quite interested in those, but maybe you can just explain us. What is it actually? I guess in very simple terms, what relative estimation is that you, so say you have a bunch of tasks on your list and you just using the team's expertise, you try to figure out, you know, what can be assigned small, medium, large. So you start with estimating how complex or how much effort needs to be done for one task. And based on that, you then look at the other tasks or in relation to this one task, how are the other tasks looking? So that's a way of trying to prioritize your work. So priority planning, uh, it's also called business poker. And it's a really fun um, exercise that you can do with your team. So say you have a list of five projects and you all get like a minute or two to very quickly describe the project to everybody else. And the audience has a set of cards with varying values. And then and everybody has that deck of cards. And once the pitch is over, you get a minute to think about it. And then you, uh, at the time that the, the facilitator says go, you all open your cards and show what value you assigned to that project. So this, I think, the, you do it with an intention of removing bias 
And then if somebody has rated it too low, so the outliers too high or too low, you ask them, you call them out and ask them, what is it that you that made you give this project a very low score? Or what is it that made you rank it really highly? Sharing a bit more of understanding, perhaps there was something that was missed by the others and the way they interpreted the project pitch. And so you repeat the exercise until everybody is in uh, agreement that this project should either be given a low priority or a high priority. But I do believe that there might be someone out there listening to this podcast that are not really aware of what is relative estimation or priority planning. And if you have any doubts or any question, please reach out to the Agile Center and we will be more than willing to come and explain it more. I know that you had some doubt when you got the question if you wanted to join a project that is outside your project area, actually the competencies that you have been hired in here at Lundbeck. So what are your experience working with a project in a completely different area than your normal work with? So what were some of the challenges and also the key takeaways for you? Yeah, and I think this also links to the the question that we had before about uh, what's been an exciting aspect of being a coach as well. And overall learning from this experience is, like I mentioned earlier, this learning to step away from the solution mindset. So when you when your team hits a roadblock, don't try and like dive into the solution, but instead help them ask them guiding questions or coaching questions that could help them find the answer themselves. I also think it helps to have one person on the team. So like the scrum master, which is me on the project team, who's not familiar to that area, because that helps you look at things with a fresh perspective and without a bias and for the lack of a better word, challenge the team with their decisions. What I had to learn and remember is that no technical expertise is needed in me being a scrum master. Just need to build up uh, capacity and skills around coaching and leading the team to the answers. So did you at any point experience any discomfort into moving an, a different subject matter area than what you are used to? And how was it for you? I guess it's always a bit uncomfortable to surf in uncharted territories. But yeah, I guess it was just the unfamiliarity of it, but also took it as a learning opportunity, not just thinking of Agile and the way I would facilitate the project but more about just taking it as a learning of what's happening in other areas of Lundbeck and, oh, this is interesting, or meeting new people. I guess in the in the beginning, to you form a, a rapport with the team, it's always a bit uncomfortable. Two days later, I was fine. <laughs> oh, I, I have to say, every team that I've been part of, they've been so warm and welcoming and completely understanding of the fact that I have no knowledge in that area. And, and while I may have taken some time to understand or grasp what they've been saying, they've made me learn along with them. What, what was new for them was the agile way of working. And what was new for me was the content that they were developing. So I guess that in, on both sides, there was a little bit of unknown. So I guess that helped work together as a team. But I've had great experiences with all my project teams. It really sounds like you had uh, a lot of good learning opportunities here, not just you, but also the team that you work with. And it do also sound like that this could definitely be something that Someone else in Lundbeck should not be afraid of, of trying if they have the opportunity to do so. So maybe just jump right in. Could you here maybe just say one line or a few words about the projects that you have been involved in? 
Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so the first project that I was part of was uh, was actually a wonderful initiative about increasing the diversity and inclusion in our clinical trials and uh, what Lundbeck could promise or think uh, for fulfilling this goal of increasing diversity and inclusion in our clinical trials and why that was important. So that was one of the projects. And then I did another project in research. I can't say more than that. <laughs> That's fine. Thanks. <laughs> And then right now with medical affairs, they're developing a toolkit to help um, improve their launch when we're prepared, preparing for launch of our drugs. So the launch excellence. Could also just share a little bit about how you have used the competencies you have learned being a scrum master and maybe explain to us how that can be used outside the projects that you have been involved in. Yeah, you can pick and choose elements of what is at the core of an agile mindset and take into incremental delivery. For instance, uh, you could apply an iterative approach to your own goals. You can work towards clearly defined short-term goals because breaking big goals into small short-term goals that are time-boxed, and that being the important word here, time-boxed will help you create a sense of accomplishment and really move you forward. And like I've already mentioned a hundred times before, prioritization is a good one too. It's an important one because it's so easy for us, for people like me, to keep seven different tabs open and have a tendency of wanting to do it all, you know, keep plates spinning. But picking and choosing and prioritizing the most important value-adding tasks is uh, definitely a good habit to develop and inculcate and use in your everyday work. Thank you so much, Anissa. It's been really good listening to all of this. But maybe just to add, what has been the most rewarding part being a Scrum Master in Lundbeck? So what I think has been the most rewarding experience for me has been that I've been part of this Agile community in Lundbeck, participating in different Agile projects, learning a lot about other functions, meeting some great people. I've picked up great tools. And just the fact um, that I've learned and contributed in a new and exciting area like Agile and Pharma have have all led to this experience being an enriching one for me. Yeah, and you were definitely one of the first movers in building up a strong area here in Lundbeck, especially with the, the network that we're trying to build. So thank you so much for that, Anisha. And hopefully more will join. Right now we are a small but very strong and competent network. So please reach out. And thank you so much for sharing. It's been really interesting listening to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And to all the listeners, remember to stay agile. <laughs>